Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We've got Tarun here with us. Hey everyone. And we have a special guest returning again, Kiridi. Hey. Welcome back. No worries. Today we're going to be talking about the uh, a much delayed review from us and a much anticipated movie of 2020, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. So... Woohoo! <laughs> Whenever someone asks me if I've seen this movie, the next question after I ask them that is, "Did I understand it?" Pretty much. That's that's the general how generally the conversation goes with this movie. Well, so, how's the sound? Is what I like to ask because clearly I had a much better experience than most other people. <laughs> so we'll get we'll get right into it. I've, I've watched this twice now. So once in the cinema and then once uh, once on Blu-ray. And Tyrone, I think you've just watched it. The once in the cinema, and you've watched it. I watched it once, but I dream about it every night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess a bit of background about this movie. It's obviously Christopher Nolan's 11th film. It's produced by him as well, uh, and it's it's produced by him and his wife, written by Nolan himself. Music is by Ludwig. The whole thing was written by him. Yeah, yeah, it's written by him. So Jonathan Nolan wasn't involved in this one. Music is by Ludwig Göransson. Who also did Black Panther. Black Panther. Yes. Yeah. And. Childish Gambino's album. Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> he said it this time. Yeah. So it's the first time in a while that he hasn't collaborated with Hans Zimmer on this. And the reason for that is Hans Zimmer was dedicated to doing June, which is releasing later. June. June. And also Wonder Woman. He well, did do I, Wonder Woman, but yeah, that was before. I think I that think. was before. To be honest. Yeah. He already did the theme for Wonder Woman. I couldn't really recognize it. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he did anything extra on it. Yeah. <laughs> Press the replay button over Paycheck. <laughs> so that, that's why Nolan had to go with someone else for this one. So he went with Ludwig Göransson. And the cinematography is by the same cameraman as Interstellar, Hoyt van Hoytemann, same as um, Dunkirk as well. So he's been using him for the last uh, three movies. Worldwide release was on the 26th of August. We got it quite late here in Melbourne. I think it released like November for us or something. Yeah, when, I mean, we weren't yeah. allowed to watch it. That's so. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and worldwide, it's 
sort of had delayed release, sort of depending on COVID conditions everywhere. But now it's actually available on Blu-ray and um, VOD. So if people want to watch it, you can watch it at home in the safety of your home. It's good that they didn't bloody sell out to HBO Max like some other people. Yeah, I think that was uh, <laughs> that was actually an option for, for this movie. But Chris Nolan was very persistent that it should be released in cinemas. When he's, that- spoken, he's spoken out against DC... Um, Dedicating itself to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. so he has spoke, even though it hasn't actually directly uh, directly impacted opinions. him. Yeah. I think yeah. his yeah his views are a bit polarizing, <laughs> to be honest. There's very strong opinions I, about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I, do we need to talk about that in this podcast? Yes, we can. We <laughs> no, can. no, we don't. Um, <laughs> well, he so he was very persistent that this movie should release in cinemas. Yeah, and whether that but was he said. He said that at a time where coronavirus was peaking in America, and he's like, you should go to cinemas and watch this in America, even though coronavirus was peaking. So, like, he obviously puts cinema ahead of people's health in that case. Is that what he said? Did he say people should go to watch it in the cinema, or did he say that if you are to... Did he mean if you are to watch it, you should watch it in the cinema? No, I think he said cinemas are struggling... This movie can save cinemas. Go to the cinema and watch this. So basically, Warner Brothers' whole marketing for this movie was that it's going to save the theatrical experience because it's it's the first major release uh, during coronavirus. It didn't Um, really fucking failed. Well, yes, it completely (laughs) backfired, basically. So commercially, the budget, this is the biggest budget Nolan film, a standalone Nolan film. So Dark Knight. Really? Yeah, so this was two hundred million. Interstellar for comparison was I think it was hundred and seventy million. What about Inception? That was lower. I think that was one fifty or something. Okay. So this is his highest standalone film, highest budget oh, standalone yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, I know why. It's got a plane. <laughs> it's all because of that plane. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean yeah. in Inception they they got a train. Like yeah. was that graphics? No. Nah. Yeah, they got a train in the middle of the road. But it was it was just like a like they put a train on top of a car. This we I've talked this, about this before, we, haven't yeah, we? we? Yeah. Had oh, this, did you in yeah. that yeah, it, yeah. It, when we talked about Inception, he, yeah. I, I thought it was a train as well, but he was telling me it's a, it's a truck basically. But it, the outside like, of it's yeah. built like a train. Yeah, yeah. sure, smart, uh, but still practical. So it's not, it's not like a, it's not yeah. visual effects or anything. In terms of box office, it's made three hundred sixty-one million, which is definitely a commercial failure when yeah. you when you look at it from and that. How much did it cost again? Two hundred million. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's ex- that's just the production budget. So then there'll be marketing budget, everything on top of that. So generally, yeah. it's double that. Yeah. So it basically hasn't made its money back. So the decision to release this was probably not a good one. To be <laughs> honest, they probably should have delayed it. Uh, in hindsight, I think, yeah, yeah, I think the time they released it, the controversy with Warner Brothers releasing stuff on HBO Max is different to Christopher Nolan releasing this in theaters at the time that he released it. Danny Villeneuve and all those directors that have a problem with the HBO Max, I understand that. But this is, he shouldn't have released it then. And he shouldn't have been asking people to go to the cinema to watch it. And if you look at it from Warner Brothers' standpoint, so they released this film and they were, they were, at the time of the release, they wanted to like conserve the theatrical experience. They were talking about all of that stuff. But within two months of the release of this movie, they basically did a complete backflip on that and they're releasing all their other movies on HBO Max for 2021. So I think they've I learned think some indirectly, lessons. Chris Nolan yeah. has influenced their decision. Because they've to, lost, yeah. a, they've lost a lot of money on this. So obviously they're like they, they don't want this to happen again. Yeah, and they want the HBO Max numbers to go up. Whether that's actually going to make the money as well is debatable. But they obviously have to strange, change their strategy because 
indirectly because of this film. I guess we'll get straight into... I've got some other trivia and stuff which we can get into while we talk about the movie, but we'll get straight into the story. So this is probably the most difficult story to explain. (laughs) The reason we've got Kiriti on the on this episode is because he was telling us that he basically understood most of the movie. So that, that's why we've got him on. I think me and Tyron understood maybe... F- I understood the whole movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I wanted to smack Tyron when he said the movie was shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got all that to look forward to then. <laughs> all right. So what, what was the story of the... What's the basic plot? So I think there's an important concept. Yeah. I don't know if it's important to, to understand the movie this way, but I was watching this video of a physicist who explains it really well, right? So you don't need, I mean, you don't need to be a physicist to understand this movie, clearly. But essentially what this movie uh, uses as a concept is a concept of entropy, right? Mm-hmm. Which I understand is like the flow of disorganization. So generally, as time goes forward in our universe, right, things get more disorganized. It's very rare that something becomes more organized as time goes forward. So for, for an example, just elements tend to mix more as time goes forward. Mm. It's very rare that elements that have reacted then split up into like their purest form as time goes forward. Okay. There's more impurity as you go forward. In yeah, time. exactly. Right. Yeah. That's like a core concept, right? What Christopher Nolan is saying, which you have to accept, but may not make sense, is that as time, time going forward means that entropy must go forward. And therefore, by reversing time, you will also reverse entropy as in you'll decrease entropy Hmm. which means as you can make things revert back to their original stage right and become more organized by flipping time so you can disagree in order to understand and go along with the movie you have to just take on that concept the other thing is that he introduced this concept that because the movie is not just time travel it is also that your intentions can control objects that have been inverted okay and I'll explain what inverted means. Invert- so this movie deals with people going through time forwards, people going backwards through time, mm. objects going through time forward, and objects going backwards in time, regardless of the atmosphere around them. So people can go through time forwards whilst the rest of the world around them goes backwards in time. So it's like that sort of relationship. I think that's why things get a bit confusing because there's objects that, you know, in this movie throughout, there's like guns that... If you intend it, you can catch bullets with your gun, despite the fact that you're going forward in time. And that's the confusing part, because that's when you go, wait, how is he able to do that? How is he able to do this thing with this inverted bullet, even though he's not actually going backwards in time himself, right? And so then those two concepts tend to clash a lot, and therefore things become quite confusing. Let's just put that aside. I think essentially what this movie is, is... So that's a conceptual background to this movie, Basically, yeah, 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 and I think this whole this whole concept in the movie is described or referred to by Tenet. Okay, the word Tenet and this gesture, and I think the movie just starts off with the main protagonist, whose name you actually don't find out, right? But Denzel Washington's son. I don't know what's this guy's name. John David Washington. John David Washington. Yeah. Essentially, it's the movie is about him finding out this concept of Tenet and trying to figure out where it leads and to prevent some global catastrophe that is linked with this concept of entropy being inverted and time being inverted. Yep. That's that's essentially the movie. And in order to do that, there's various characters that jump, go backwards in time, go forwards in time. There's various loops of time that occur. That's essentially the movie. I mean, if you... I think it's... I don't think it's worth going... 
like, do you want to go step by step as to what happens in the movie? We can do that in the spoiler. We can jump into spoilers yeah. later. So I guess that's we'll- going to be a bitch. <laughs> that's going to yeah, be like that's, um, explain the loops. But yeah, it can uh, be done. Can be done. Yeah, we'll get into that in spoilers. I guess we'll give our high level thoughts on the movie, what we thought about it, and then we can jump to spoilers. All right, uh, time to argue, Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my thoughts. I guess I, I appreciate. Christopher Nolan's ambition. So obviously he does he's not influenced by what people think, obviously. He he does what he makes movies the way he wants to make them. So I appreciate that. The key thing for me about this movie is and compared to his previous movies, so Inception is also sort of a complicated concept as well. Going into dreams, it's a heist in dreams and this notion that if you plant an idea it manifests itself and it'll come out in reality. That you know, that that was all part of Inception, but I went with it because the underlying emotional base of the film was yeah. there. Uh, so Leonardo DiCaprio, he was kind of doing this so that he can see his kids again. Yeah. That that was sort of the underlying story yeah. as well. So You understand made- that this guy... Is, has always been looking for something and something's finally yeah. a way out of his trap. That's right. So yeah. you, you're kind of on the character side. Whereas this movie, I didn't really have that. There, something with, there was stuff with Elizabeth Dipicki's character, how she wanted to have her son back and, and that stuff. But the the main character, so firstly, you don't even know his name and the, you don't know anything about him really. It's just, yeah. I uh, agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it, that's why I don't think it's as good as those movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it lacked... I think that's the main thing is it lacked your um, like being emotionally invested in any that's of the That's right, yeah. So I just found myself – so I'll explain my experience in the cinema with this. So firstly, I couldn't hear most of the dialogue. Uh, there was a the, – the music was just too overpowering in the session that I went to. And this is not unique to me. Uh, a lot of other people have experienced this as well. So I basically couldn't understand most of the dialogue. And this is a movie where you need to really understand almost every single dialogue to understand what's happening. So that really impacted my viewing experience in the first time I watched it. So basically the, the overpowering music and the uh, lack of understanding of dialogue coupled with this um, basically lack of emotional attachment to, to any of the characters, it made it really difficult for me to sort of care about what was happening on the screen, especially when once you get to sort of climax stages of this film when there's a lot of sort of chaos on, on the screen. A lot of There's a lot happening, basically, and I just wasn't connected with it. I, I was finding myself actually quite bored the second time I watched it it was a little bit different because I did understand the concept a bit better what was happening but there was still a general lack of emotional connection with with the film which I had for basically all these other films so maybe Dunkirk was similar like Dunkirk you don't really have that much of a connection but what what okay I haven't listened to your review of Dunkirk yet (laughs) I think I think Dunkirk I honestly don't think who, who are you connected with in Dunkirk no, no, I don't think Dunkirk needs that. You don't yeah. need a character. As in, like, because people, it's it's a Second World War. And, like, you're placed in a situation where you already know what the stakes are. Yeah. You already know. And I also think a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people know about the story of Dunkirk. And I don't think Christopher Nolan came, in, came into that movie going, I'm going to explain to you what the situation is. No. I think he just assumed that people will know. If you don't, you don't. He doesn't, he clearly doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's just like, and I'm, that's I'm telling this you this is what well. the stakes are. And that's it. And this is what's going to happen. Dunkirk was a little bit different, though, because that is was... First, first World War? Second. Second, second. yeah. It is yeah, second. second. Okay, yeah. Cool. But that was a little bit different because that was a much shorter film than this. That was much like a, a shorter film. That was like an hour shorter than this movie. Oh, was I'm it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. How long? That was like, I think that was only... It's an hour and a half, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So that was a much shorter film, a much more condensed story. Where, um, where did you guys... <laughs> so... 
like, where did you guys put put Dunkirk compared to like the? You didn't do Tenet, right? No, we didn't. Yeah. So where d- did you put it? Just as a matter. It's of on interest. the lower side of it. It's on the. It's on the second half. Fucking slap you guys. Well, I give us your ranking. Give us your ranking afterwards. Um, <laughs> I just think it's not that much of a captivating movie. Like you, you're just watching guys running around with war happening. I mean, this- did you guys like 1917? I thought, I, 1917 I thought 1917 was a much better yeah. movie. I think they're pretty similar. But I think no. No, I think 1917... I mean, look, we are, we're definitely going into tangents right now. <laughs> <laughs> hold with us. Hold with us. I think... Um, 1917 has much more of an emotional core and you connect with the characters more. And there's, there's actually dial, there's more dialogue in the movie, but it's still limited. And there's a story that you follow. Whereas with Dunkirk, it's just like three different three different time periods of storylines and they come together at the end but there's not much there's not much with the story actually if you look at the story there's not much that actually happens what i was going to say was the previous films so interstellar for example yeah. or inception or any of these sort of high concept films there there was sort of an emotional connection with at least one of the characters yeah. um which this movie probably lacked i think my i think the thing about dunkirk is and i think often they do this with Good war movies do it. What they're going for in Dunkirk, in my opinion, is like, you know, the whole concept of the unknown digger that we call in Australia or like the unknown soldier. I think Nolan just wanted, like, you you had to know history to enjoy that movie. Like, you had to understand what Dunkirk was. Dunkirk was the last retreat that England had to make. And it was also, it was a switch out. So the Germans thought they were going to a different coast. They thought they were going to like Dover and they ended up going somewhere and it was Dunkirk. And so they switched out. It was ended up being a really good move and they were able to defend the coast and the people that came from England were able to save them. And so you need to kind of understand how strong that was because that pretty much saved, that was a turning point for the war. There were like a million soldiers on that beach and if they went down, it would have been over for England, it would have been over for the Alliance, and Germany would have won, pretty much. Maybe. Like, unless America entered. But, like, that's that was a big turning point. And also, I think they emphasize, like, story of, like, random people. And that was the point of it, is that it's random, and that you don't know the background for this person. That's the whole point of, like, war stories, is that these guys are actually just, like, the random people who don't have anything in it, and they're just chucked into a screwed-up circumstance. But, yeah, I mean, if that resonates with you, it resonates. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I think that's what it was going for. I mean, historically, it's interesting, but I I just think it's not a movie that I'd revisit a lot compared to his other movies. Yeah. I, I think the um, soundtrack was really good. It was Hans Zimmer again, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Ticking. I didn't watch that one in the cinema, but was it a similar experience in terms of like the sound being very loud for Dunkirk? Yeah, the sound was loud, but you could hear. There's no dialogue in Dunkirk anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's not much, but it's not overpowering. Because people have told me like Dunkirk, even Interstellar was very loud for them. Interstellar has moments where you can't hear the dialogue at all. I I think that's a a directorial choice as well. Mm. Like often with these in the space, when they go through a crash and stuff, you can just hear what they're saying. But like, and then, and it's blurted out by silence rather than music. There was parts where he put more music in. Yeah, yeah. And, or if, when you enter the Tesseract, you know, in the black hole, that's like it's like this music that keeps hitting you, and you just can't hear what this guy's saying. Yeah, but I, I guess didn't, the, I didn't hate it in Interstellar. I didn't hate it in any of his previous movies, but in this movie, it was too much. And in Interstellar, I think the dialogue in those scenes wasn't probably as important. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Wait, what did you write, Interstellar? 
Interstellar was up yeah, there. I it's okay. It was, uh, yeah, it was okay. in my first half. It yeah. was in my first half of these movies. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. All right, cool, cool. All right, we'll get into we'll get into your ranking. <laughs> Back to the topic. <laughs> we'll get into your ranking at the end. But anyway, my overall my experience was with Tenet was um, I was probably a little bit disappointed, but I can understand what he's doing. But I think it's just a little bit too inaccessible for the, more than the general audience. I think th- there's a very small niche in the audience that will really really enjoy this movie. But I think it's really inaccessible for most people. I think I think you enjoy it if you accept that there is this guy who discovers something he wasn't supposed to discover, i.e. the concept of tenant. And therefore he takes him on and then his superiors. He's been he tests uh he was tested by I think his own people, was deemed to be trustworthy and was just essentially just told, You need to now just figure things out, right? We don't properly understand it and we don't want to tell you about anything on purpose. Yeah. You need to go figure it out. And figure out how to save yourself. And if you, and I'll talk about spoilers in this, but the reason it's so vague is because there is a reason for that. And you understand, I think you understand it when you think about it once you've watched the whole movie. You get to the end and then you're like, okay, there's a reason why things aren't explained at the start. Do I need to keep explaining? Can, no, no, continue with your thoughts. No, that, that was it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Is thought. that your thoughts? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. So is it my thoughts now? Yes. Yeah. I actually think. Do you know how you explained the concept before? Yeah. I don't think that is the part of the plot that I don't understand. I think the the concept is actually quite easy to understand. Mm. And even the general movie goal would go in and understand that concept. That's not the hard part to understand. The plot is very convoluted outside of that concept. Okay. Outside of that concept, the plot makes no sense. Because he's doing shit and you're like, why? We could go through it in spoilers. Yeah. It makes no sense outside of the concept, not because of entropy and all that. That's all fine. I think the convolution is integral to the concept because the whole reason it keeps happening is because this guy doesn't know how... To, like, there's only one way to do things. Like, this guy gets an idea and he's like, I need to invert. And so then it happens. And you're like, shit, okay, now it's confusing. And then he's like, well, now this needs to happen. Invert again. It just keeps happening. But outside the inversion. Don't yep. worry about the... Inver- I understand all that. Yeah. Just the plot in terms of what happens, that is no, what but doesn't I'm, t- make I'm sense talking to about me. like the plot in regards to inversion because like things get really confusing once people start inverting all over the place. But I'm uh, fine no? with all that. That's that's the part I understand. Which I'm is okay the part with that. that. <laughs> there is we could go through it in spoilers. <laughs> okay, okay. So I but, think uh, high level. I think what you're saying is there's a lot of these random characters that are dispersed in. The, yeah, dispersed there's in the characters plot, right? in this movie that don't need to be in this movie and have no influence on the whole plot of this movie and you can skip them and go to a different section and it would make no sense. He goes, there's, there's parts of this movie. There's many parts of this movie where he's like, you have to go see this person and they'll give you information on this person. So he goes and sees this person and they say, go see this person. And he's like, okay, I'll go see this person. Then he goes and sees this person. This person's like, oh, you got to do this for me. And then I'll go see this person. It's just a lot of that. I think it's hard to understand, but I think it makes sense. I just thought it was unnecessary and it bloated the movie. I think I, so, I mean, I think the whole point of this movie was that it's like this one guy who is on this like path of like discovering shit that's way too big for him. Right. Yeah. But there's unnecessary characters in the middle there. I don't, I disagree with you saying it's unnecessary. Look, you can rewrite this in a much more. You could rewrite this to be so much tighter. Yes. But, but I think. The whole point no, you can of it still not have, being You can tight. still have the confusion. You can still have the confusion yeah. and have it tighter 
and make more sense at the end. I can't think of a character that was unnecessary. So oh, I'm very there's, confused. There's okay, like, we should talk about there's this. Like so many <laughs> there's at least... There's, there's Except characters. for Auntie G. Yeah. No, no, Auntie G was necessary. Anyway. Well, Auntie G is who I'm talking about. She's not necessary in this movie at all. Um, what do you mean? She's, what? And there's Aaron She's Taylor the Johnson's ta- character who's not necessary in this He's movie. Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's the... Uh, we'll get into spoilers. Yeah, okay, let's, yeah, let's yeah. get into <laughs> it. Let's get into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but are we going to spoilers now? Let's well, get into it. I guess we'll give our ratings. We'll jump into spoilers. So yeah. my my rating is uh, <laughs> don't talk about Infinity Stones. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Compared to um, Batman vs Superman, <laughs> it's obviously it's, better than that. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> but that's not a high bar to set. <laughs> yeah. no, no, as, as it is, I can't say this is bad. It's not a bad movie. There's there's no, no way you can say it's a it's bad a movie. good movie. Yeah. I just went in with super high expectations. I yeah. think, and I want it to be. As good as Inception, but it's not. I think I it's think just a good movie. I don't yeah. think it's as good as Inception. I don't think. I think I'm pretty sure sh- every Dunkirk, Inception, the Dark Knight trilogy, except for the third one. Okay? I would even rate this worse than Dark Knight Rises. I reckon they're around the same. Uh, uh yeah, they're, they're close. Yeah, I would yeah. put it just below. Yeah. Uh, and like pretty much, Inse- yeah. So Inception, Dunkirk, um, Interstellar. It's, um, it's on the it's all on the of them bottom, are better. It's on the bottom end of his movies. But yeah. it, what about like the following? Wasn't didn't you watch following. like following's not? So, so, following sounded it. like it was yeah. a piece of shit. No, like, I've seen you? I've seen all his movies, and this is this is in the bottom three. Bottom three, yeah, I reckon. Three, bottom three, but like the other yeah. two. Uh, so I think Insomnia. Insomnia is probably better than this. Insomnia's nah, I don't think so. I've seen Insomnia. I thought Insomnia was just like yeah, it's good. It's okay. This is probably deep if you. Completely understand this and study this. This is probably a better movie, but there I th- is a fundamental. I just wanted it yeah. to be better. I think. Yeah. yeah, there is a fundamental concept that is very hard. No, there's two particular concepts in this movie, and this is not necessarily a spoiler. But I'm going to be talking about. I don't think this will spoil it, but if you really want to stay away from it, just don't listen to this. Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> okay, they believe that when you reverse time, you need to reverse oxygen inhalation, which is bullshit. I mean, how does that work? Why? Why? That's assuming that I don't think like that's so dumb to even include. I'm okay. That in there. Look, I'm okay with that. But it's like yeah. I mean, why? I mean, there's oxygen in the air whether no, you're like, going well, forward well, or back. I mean, it's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll get more into the okay. sports, yeah. but there's there was stuff that was included. But then there's was... another thing which well, is it, way it, deeper. Is the explosion one because no, no, that's no. bullshit. Wait, what explosion one? <laughs> the, the explosion part will go through okay, yeah, the yeah, spoilers. Yeah. But yeah. then um, the other thing is that if you believe that you are able to reverse disorganization, then how is your consciousness able to go forward in time? Consciousness is literally making more new... It's like it's the definition of increasing entropy. So if you're trying to reverse entropy, it doesn't make any sense. Like you can't be going backwards in time and then with your body inverting everything and then suddenly your consciousness is still going forward. That consciousness in the sense like your memory, like everything yeah, else as in is going everything forward. in the mind, like is whatever the mind forward. is, is yeah. going forward. But so that's that's taking that's a, this to a very I deep know, level, <laughs> and I don't think you need to take it that deep. And you can still understand the entropy and all that kind of stuff. My problems with it aren't that. Okay. I, I can ignore all that and be like, this is this makes sense. But the plot is what right. I have a so problem with. So let's run. With. Uh, let's run through it. Have you got like a? Well, did, she, you, did you did you write have, it? You have an essay. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is uh, other yeah. stuff related to production, okay, but um, anyway, my rating is I still you st- shit we haven't rated it. Have you we? Sh- no. you should still watch it, so I still give it a cognitive recalibration. But it's it's definitely not going to be for everyone. I, I'll just say that. I think I mean I think everyone should at least just watch it. I can't tell people to watch it in theater because clearly all the theaters have f- screwed it. Like, well, most of them. If you go yeah. go watch it in a the small theater, it might work. I got lucky. I watched it in a theater where the sound worked. 
perfectly. And I was maybe it's uh, better off on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, and I didn't mention it. I had the same problem with the sound that Shravan did. So yes. yeah. So what would you rate? You, you can do a rating out of ten or five or whatever. Let's go. I reckon it's an eight out of ten. Right. I I I don't think I've ever given given a movie like my favorite movies don't go above nine point seven. Like they'll like, and that's like my favorite movies. So and most Nolan movies are hitting around low nines. Maybe Inception was probably a nine point five. Interstellar, like they're like, yeah. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't, don't ever give things out of ten, just for context. So yeah. I reckon it's like an eight out of ten. I, th- I think us two have a very similar. Like we rate this the same. Yeah, like it's ranked the same. That's why I want to fucking. But stab my you. whole, my whole Nolan ratings are lower than yours. I think. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, but like I think it's probably the same as what what you think. Yeah. But Wait, not at 8 Nolan, out of 10. Oh, okay. It's Nolan not an 8 out yeah, Like, everything's lower, yeah. but it ranks in the same- So, we disagree yeah. then. I think we do disagree then. I think you think all Nolan movies are better than I think they are. Yeah, so but, we disagree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what would, you give, it, what would you give out of 10? I'd, I'd rate out of 10. Okay. Because I'll, I would What would you give it out of 6 stones? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. It's, okay. it's worth a watch. I wouldn't watch it again, though. I, I just find it a bit of a chore to watch again. Like, I tried yeah. to watch it again. Yeah. Because I tried to... I, I wanted to understand You have it. to concentrate. You yeah. Can't, like, you can't yeah. fuck around in that movie. Yeah, like, it's too much, <laughs> too much... If you like thinking a lot and you like to... You watch something and you want to be locked in, then yeah. this is for you. And but this, this is different. Yeah. Like, I like watching Inception to study it and like find different things about it. This was just too much. Like I just, I just couldn't do it. I just didn't want to really spend more time uh, watching this again. Anyway... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We'll, we'll get to spoilers. So um, if you haven't seen Tenet and you do care about spoilers, please come back to this point in the episode and you can listen to our spoilers. You've been warned. <laughs> that was a really Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> loud placement of Coke on the table. <laughs> Thought that would not be that loud. All right, so we'll get into spoilers. Uh, just to start off the conversation, I'll just say that this movie, do you think it's bad storytelling that we? it's so hard to understand? Like, is, is this bad storytelling? Yes. Or is it just because it's so complicated that it's... It's hard to understand. That's the thing. I don't think it's that complicated. I think it's bad storytelling. Well, I... Okay. Look, the concept... Like you said, the concept is complex if you go into it a lot. But you can discount all that, and it's relatively simple to understand. But the movie is confusing because of the plot point. So, what's the story, then? What story are you telling in this movie? The story is actually quite simple if you think about it. Is it? Yeah. I don't think it's story simple at all. Yeah, well... If you break it the down, concepts the concepts might be the, simple, but the you, story is not simple. If you break down the story, yeah. there's a guy that has a doomsday device. Yeah, he this guy gets uh, recruited to a spy agency to stop the guy from letting off the doomsday device. That's the story. That is essentially the story. So it's a, it's a, it's a normal spy. It's a spy movie. This could be a James yeah. Bond movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. essentially. He's recruited into a spy agency to stop this guy from setting off his doomsday device. It's not just that. It's he's The guy's sending his doomsday device to the future. Or he's yeah, but it's still, the future, right? It's still yeah. a doomsday. It's yeah. He's got... It's a clock that's ticking down to a certain point where he's going to send this doomsday device to I the mean, future. I if mean, you, if you break every movie down, it's going to be like that, though. But, yeah, but but, it, but the bomb is split up into pieces that were sent into the past, which is the present, and are split up, and then other people in the future tell this guy to get the pieces, put them together, and send them to the future. That's yeah, which is that's not that fucked, co- dude. That's not that com- <laughs> that's not that complex. Okay. You explained it to me in one sentence. It's yeah, not yeah. complex at all. And okay, it's and not s- complex at all. No, but okay, that's not the story. But then now there's the protagonist. No, but yeah, now you're telling now, now there's, there's the protagonist. That's a that's a started endpoint, and yeah. that's what he needed. And in the middle, he needed to put all these beats to get there, and he's just put in too many beats and made it too confusing. No, but that's not the whole story. Now, there's this protagonist what, what, that what needs extra- to prevent this from happening. Okay, yeah. Okay? Th- I said that already. Yeah. No, but like, how does he do it? He creates an organization that convinces himself in the past to then yeah. do it. That's still all- also very easy. Okay. And that's, yeah. So, that's, I mean, like, all- yeah. but like, at the baseline, if you were to break down other stories, they wouldn't be as complex as this. If you were to break down any other movie, you could say it in like a few words. Whereas we had to, we had to talk about. No, but this is okay. Th- break down that- Batman. He's a he's a guy who doesn't like crime that is 
not being properly enforced by the police. So he does it. Well, he's a vigilante. Well, what Superman? Which movie you're what's talking Superman? about? What's Superman? He's it's, a guy who uh, born with a shit ton of powers no, to protect no, innocent people. What's every Marvel film? But no, 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 no. What's Captain Marvel? A piece of shit. No. But you, you've simplified it to what the character's doing. And if I simplify this movie to what the character does, yeah. there's a guy that's trying to stop the Doomsday device from going on. That's to simplify this movie in to the what the character... Yeah, from the de- device from going off in the future. Yeah. That is simplifying it to what the main character's doing in this movie. So yeah. that's like saying Batman's trying to stop crime. Yeah. That, that is what Batman does. This guy, he's trying to stop the Doomsday device from yeah. going off in the future. That is, that is what he's trying to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, but but I still feel like the villain, the villain having his plot is complex enough, and the protagonist having his own plot are like these two things that are going on that interact with each other that I think are more complex than most other movies. I'm not discounting that it's a complex movie. I, I think, think even he the made story, it more, he made it too complex. Okay, so now the question is, yeah. how do you make a story? Well, how do you make a story? So it like this guy. So, I mean, let's say Christopher Nolan wrote this story, right? When he thought of this character, I don't think he thought... I don't okay, think he wait. thought in endpoints. Okay. He didn't go, this guy has to stop this bomb. All right, He didn't just go, "This uh, there's a protagonist. He needs to do some time bullshit and needs to stop this doom- doomsday device from going on. I think he thought about it in that he gets clues in this way and has to, like, do this... He literally has to do this convoluted timeline in order to get to the endpoint rather than it being... How how many like journeys can this guy get through before we get to the end of the movie? I don't think that like I don't think that's how Christopher Nolan thought of okay. it. Okay, I think these From are like my, trials yeah, for him. I, I get I get you saying that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but we somehow do movie, agreeing with us. No, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. He yeah, needs yeah. to go through these things to get to a certain point. Yeah, but. Also, Christopher Nolan wrote this movie, so he doesn't need to go through some particular things to get there. Christopher Nolan can write it so that he gets he only needs to go a certain direction. So to get into the story, yeah. he gets recruited to organization. I'm fine with that. Yeah. They put him through a test. It's okay. I yeah. I'm okay up till that point. And then he's he, put he on this path. He doesn't actually get recruited. He's already in the organization. Oh, but they test him to to see sure. if he's, this yeah. particular project, He accidentally right? gets yeah. exposed to it. Which means they're forced to explain it to him. Well, he, he gets tested by the organization to take to see his loyalty, and then they're like, "Okay, we can put you into this." No, no, no. I think what happens. So what happens is he accidentally sees Tenet happen. He sees a bullet inversion, right? No, nah, I think that the, the guy did that on purpose. Well, well, yes, because Robert Pattinson. Also, Robert Pattinson a does it on purpose. Movie where uh, Robert anyway. Pattinson does it on purpose because he knows it has to happen. Yeah. Why does he do it? Because he was told by the protagonist to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. So that's fine. Yeah. So, so he gets, so he, so he, he basically sees it and then he's 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 part of the he's part of the yeah. plan. Yeah. He sees so it. that's all, but I'm okay, okay with all cool. that up till then. That's fine. Wait, so let's okay, so yeah. we're still talking about the first act. So yeah, let's yeah, just I'm, I'm, should we tell people what happens? If they're, if they're listening up to this point, they've already seen it. <laughs> they've already seen it. We don't need well, to yeah. explain he sort it. Of explained it already. Yeah. So he gets he he's put under a test and then yeah. he gets recruited. So he's No, I don't think so that mission at the start. It's no, not the a test, test. The test was when he swallowed the... He had that to is take a the test. Cyanide test. test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's he's recruited. That's all good. He, the guy gives him the word and says, you have to go to this place to find out more about Tenet. So he goes and he talks to that lady and he finds out a bit about Tenet. I'm fine with that. That's okay. Cool. And then this lady says, you have to go meet this other lady. Or, well, she says an arms dealer to find out where the inverted weapons are coming from. Yes. 
So this is where it becomes a bit like, why why is this happening? Because he goes from wherever he is to India, and then he meets Robert Pattinson, which I get he has to meet Robert Pattinson Does in it, some this, way. This happens after he has he talks the, to Alfred. He talks, to, yeah, he talks to Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, because but before, Michael Caine. Before all of that, doesn't he meet? Um, Fleur Delacour, and she like shows him. The- that's, no, yeah, that's I, I talked. About. I talked about that. Yeah, yeah, and then she tells him to go meet Michael Caine. Yeah. Okay, Why wait, is so, Michael Caine in this? Okay, movie? so Fleur Michael Caine doesn't Fleur Delacour, need to be in this movie. Fleur Delacour, right? What is, I totally forgot that that is Fleur, but yeah. it is Fleur. <laughs> okay, so this fu- mate, the whole Chamber of Secrets fucking tournament's coming to this. <laughs> fucking the guy who dies, Rock Cedric, Rock Cedric, Rock Cedric yeah. Fleur, <laughs> right? Who, who else is it? Where's Kenneth that Prada, Kenneth Prada from the second one. Kenneth Prada is... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's that guy's name? Lockhart. Lockhart. Yeah, Lockhart. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Rockhart yeah. So Lockhart. Fleur. What about Fleur? <laughs> okay, so Fleur... Um, but I'm, I'm tells saying him I'm okay with this. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay tells with him this. about concept, but also yeah. explains to him uh, inverted objects, how inverted objects work. I'm okay with all that. That's so fine. Then, and then he's like, okay, I've seen this residue. I need to track this. And they realize it's British. Like the British people know... About how to access. Okay, so that's why he is, talks about British this intelligence. Is, this is a part where you can write. You can write one person out of this story. It doesn't change anything. So he meets Michael Caine to yep. find out information to meet someone else. Okay, you can write you, out Michael Caine. You can write out Michael Caine. Rob Pattinson is a British intelligence agent. He's British intelligence. He's, he meets he meets Robert Pattinson when he goes to England, when he goes to India. Yeah, but which is but, organized, yeah, which is but, a but you could write out Michael Caine in this movie. No, but you don't Alfred, need- Al- yeah, Alfred. All right, yeah. let's call him yeah. Alfred. <laughs> Alfred puts him in touch with Robert Pattinson. That's not like I'm. I'm pretty sure he knew he was going to meet someone from British intelligence. Okay, what you could have, is- what you could have, is Fleur Delacour say, "Go to India to meet this person." And then she, he'll take you through what what could happen. Why does he need to go to meet Michael Caine? Because so he can tell okay, them so a little he, bit of extra Michael information. Michael Caine's supposed to be a big dog. Fleur Delacour is some. Okay, uh, who cares? Fleur Write Fleur Delacour as a bigger dog. <laughs> Write her as a bigger dog. Why do you need this or guy? Just have in this Michael movie? Michael Caine be that character. Yeah, you can yeah. have Michael Caine be Fleur Delacour. Sure, but why you need Michael Caine to have a British accent always. Yeah. Why is there okay. two? There's two characters I mean, in this movie doing the the job of one character, and it pads out the time and makes. It makes it confusing. Like, why are you going from this place to this place to this place? Like, how long does this take? No, no. How long? I mean, how so many days one, does this so come over? it's one over? step, though. But it's like one step. I would, I would agree with you if it was like Michael Caine, no, okay, then, then someone else, then no, someone then, else. Then, 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 then there is another step. Okay. So he goes, he goes there. Yeah. He meets Robert Pattinson, which I know it needs to happen. Yeah. But then he, the reason he goes there is to meet the arms dealer. But the arms dealer says you have to go meet this other bloke. So they could have gone straight from. Um, Michael Caine to Kenneth Branagh. They didn't need Indian Wait, chick in what? the middle. No. They did not. But Kenneth Branagh's an arms dealer anyway. Why is he meeting this random Indian how chick in the know, middle? How does he know that that's a source? He he finds out that... Uh, wait, what does she say? I can't remember. She Doesn't she direct him for a reason? Does she just talk shit? I don't think she just talks shit the whole time. No, she but just she, says, she does it on purpose, right? Because he had to fail... Basically, he had to fail. He had to. He had to let Kenneth Branagh get all the parts. Right. That was the whole plan. That he was had to plan. let him get all the parts yeah. so that the parts would be together, so that they could go in and get the and parts get and the then parts split together. them up. Yeah. Yep. But that character didn't need to be there. He could have gone straight from. Um, no, but then he had to go to her because she. That could be he, Robert he, Pattinson. No, that he, could be Robert Pattinson. But he couldn't go directly to Kenneth Branagh. He had to go through the wife because he's hard to. 
Okay, I'm I'm happy for that. Yeah. But yes. why does so, why does the Indian chick need to tell him to go to the wife to get to Kenneth Branagh when British intelligence should know where this is coming from? And Robert Pattinson Michael, could just tell, or Michael Caine could have just told him. Michael Caine tells does tell him. him does yeah, tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Then why does he go that. to this Indian chick? Why yeah. is it, no, why I'm, is she in this movie? No, because I'm pretty sure there is a reason. Like he says, like that's where. There is an involvement. I'm pretty sure there's a reason. So you don't even Bro, know if like, there's a it's reason. It's been a while since I watched this movie. Okay. But no, I mean, of course, there's like, okay, look, like, we can rewatch it, but he's directed because she's involved in directing arms for this guy. She's like in partnership with this guy. I mean, I'm going to have to look I'm, up particulars look, because no, no, it is a confusing I'm, movie. I'm okay. I'm okay with all that. Yeah. But the thing is, why does she have to be in this movie? What does she add to this movie? Okay, what is my... Okay, but I mean, there's so many characters... What does she add to this movie? There's so many characters you can take out like that. No, there isn't. In a, in a strong you movie, can, there's no character that you can take out without not having... But I think what these characters do is they don't add convolution for the sake of convolution. They show that he's discovering new things and he's getting... It's so hard to get to this guy, right? They need to figure out... It, it, that's the journey. It's not like It's not like they invest a lot of time in these people, right? They don't invest that much time... It's not like it's but not when, fucking Star feel, Wars. It's not no, fucking but, Star Wars but where the they thing go. Is, Kenneth Branagh doesn't. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh doesn't come into this movie till past the halfway point. You don't actually uh, have a villain until past the halfway point in this movie. Really? He, he does yeah. come in quite. I, I don't know if it's halfway. He does come it's in. It's a long. Like, movie. It's very late. Just, yeah, he does yeah. come in later. But um, it is late. It's probably one hour in. How long is this movie? It's two like and an hour, hour in. Two, two so the first hours, one yeah. hour of this movie is set up, which is un- you could have condensed that to half an hour and then had much more of a action-packed, interesting second half where the story's ticking along a bit more and you're not getting bored from all this setup. No, I that's think just Nolan... trying to confuse you more while you're trying to understand no, no, this. but I don't think... You're trying to understand this concept as well while this movie's going on. Yeah. And then to add to that, he's made a complex plot which doesn't need to be there. It can be... If you have a complex... If you have a complex... Um, What's it called? Like a complex concept yeah. in the central central part of the movie. Yeah. You don't need a complex plot as well. You've already got the complex concept. You can make it a simpler plot yeah. to ma- make it tie together a bit more. You could, but would you get the same impact? I think you would. I mean, you, in, in Inception, I, in Inception, why didn't they just make that guy? Because like Inception in, in, has a simple story, yeah. though. <laughs> Uh, I mean, people fucking walked out of Inception no, but, but trying to dumb, figure out what the fuck. Dumb shits. <laughs> they're dumb shits. <laughs> they're dumb shits, the ones that don't understand Inception. Okay, fine. Yeah. So you're saying if you have a complex theme, you have to make your storyline no, straightforward? I don't know if it... It doesn't need to be straightforward, but it doesn't need to be... It doesn't need this many steps to get to but the I, main I part like, of the movie. But I feel like the journey... Because like, this guy is just put out there, Right. He's not like prepared by his agency at all. It doesn't seem like he is. You can still right? have that feeling without having this many steps to get to a certain point. I don't I don't think that these steps actually fuck the movie up. I, I feel like it gives me a sense that the protagonist is actually like going through and finding out things and even the sense of like even if you think it is futile, that is like this futile step that has happened and it will get him to this guy. And I think adding more time Going straight to Kenneth Branagh, is that how you say his name? Branagh, yeah. Branagh, yeah. Right, it's like going straight to him would fuck it up. No, it would no, be like, I, I'm not saying go straight. Okay, to him. so then Just how many aunties the, do you want? No, no, skip the skip the middle part. Skip go oh, from, wait, go the from Michael. Go from Michael Caine. Yeah. To Elizabeth Debicki. Okay, so skip auntie. Skip auntie. She doesn't need to be in this movie. So it's one person you want to skip. 
No, but then there's more after this. <laughs> okay, there's fine. More after okay, this. it's like two so, scenes in the movie. Okay, right? fine. There's the scene with Rob Pattinson in the hotel. Yeah, and then there's the bungee jump, the reverse bungee jumping scene where he goes to meet. Yeah, there's like that action scene in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you go back to Auntie but at a later tw- point. That's like twenty minutes. That's twenty minutes of the movie. That action scene takes a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. So okay. just just a break here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I think I can see what you're both saying. So um, I think Nolan wanted to do what he, what he wanted to do is he basically wanted the audience to follow the journey of the protagonist. Yeah, that's that's what he wanted. He wanted them to discover things while the protagonist was discovering things. Yeah, um, that's what he did in Memento. Basically, that's that he's done that in other movies and it's worked. But I can see what you're saying as well. There's probably too many different moving parts uh, that make it make it harder. In that first hour of this movie, he meets five people and only one of them is relevant by the end of the movie only robert pattinson's relevant the other four who fucking gives a shit about them they never come back other than auntie she comes back at the end for fucking no reason (laughs) she comes back in the end because she's supposed to tie up loose ends i still don't i'm pretty sure she got i think she gets told to tie up loose ends so by by that they mean uh because elizabeth dubicki knows about the concept of tenet she shouldn't be alive anymore so she had to kill her is that right fucking uh, something like that yeah, yeah. yeah but the whole thing is that the protagonist hired her anyway so why is the protagonist hiring someone and telling her to tie up loose the ends protagonist when- doesn't hire her well Who? he said hi the indian chick well technically the protagonist hires everyone in this movie no who, who does he hire he hires he hires everyone in this movie because he knows he hires himself and he hires uh, the kid Robert yeah Pattinson. so he hires robert Pattinson, but he goes through this movie seeing everyone yeah that eventually he's going to join this program what so, program the tenant robert pattinson that's it yeah, so t- Robert Pattinson's hiring all these people as well to bring hiring who? No one- who are you talking no- about hiring? Okay. Dude, How many no one knows. Does he have? <laughs> no one knows about Tenet except the protagonist. Essentially, the protagonist goes into the future and then sends Robert Pattinson back to make all these people come come together to make Tenet. Essentially, well, I-, I don't think they know that they have been hired. I think they just doing. Wait, who's being hired? Who are you talking about being hired? Who the fuck's hired? <laughs> Dude, there's like. So who there's, the, there's, the, there's the Aaron Taylor Johnson. There's the, is there's, that um, the, guy, the soldier? The, the soldier guys? Yeah, sure. So he hires unit, all these people. He yep. hires all these people. Yeah. Because, well, Robert Pattinson, he, Robert Pattinson might be the first person he hires in the future. He sends Robert Pattinson back to get all these people together, basically. He can't, Robert Pattinson can't be the first person he hires. Well, he would hire, he would hire more the people. Kid. Robert Pattinson is the kid. He would hire more people, but... No one, no one joins this program without him. He's the start of it. He's the protagonist. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But who's the so who's the scientist then that actually creates the algorithm? Oh, that's someone in the future. Someone in the future does that. Yeah. yeah. But, but you he's never, the one that never get to. He's yeah. the one that starts all this. But not, not the Indian chick. He's got nothing to do with the Indian chick, and he's got nothing to do. So with what's Kenneth. the Indian chick? What's the Indian chick? She's doing? an arms dealer. Why is she tying up loose ends? She's been told. I think she, who because told her? The future. The future told her to I'm tie up loose sure. ends. Yeah, the future fairly, being the or, protagonist, or or she was or Kenneth. I think or if she works for Kenneth Branagh, Branagh, then um, if she works for Kenneth Branagh, then why does she direct the protagonist towards Kenneth Branagh? Why doesn't she just kill this bloke? Good question. I don't. I need to like. I need to like See, this rewatch is, it. This is this is why this movie is convoluted. They could have made it so much but, simpler. No, but that's like saying you can make so many things more simpler. I mean, people. No, but it's trials. unnecessary convoluted. I mean, th- now we're getting to. I don't think it is. It, like we just said, it was like twenty. Okay, twenty minutes of. Do you think that's 
the fact that he's meeting minutes is a long time in a movie. Yeah, it's it a is. Long time. Sure. Yeah. But him going through those trials, I think, adds suspense to when he finally meets the bad guy. And it also makes the journey longer. It seems as if he needs to like actually find things and actually see how he needs to enter, enter this guy. Even if it does end up a bit futile towards the end, it's not like they've taken a huge detour and like it's not like essentially that second Star Wars movie where they like, fuck it up and then send a whole jump. Look, it it takes a couple of detours though because he does this mission there, yep, which adds nothing to the the mission that he does afterwards to steal the painting, which kind of takes another detour. Where the painting is, oh, I know he's meant to fail that mission to kind of get everything moving, yeah. but it feels like it's too many detours. He does this mission, which ends up doing nothing, and then he does the painting mission, which ends up doing nothing, which I've, I understand that's meant to do nothing, which is I mean, fair everything enough. Is, I mean, if you're talking about fate, how things end up, everything is meant to end up the way it is supposed to end up. Well, the whole but, first half is basically, he's meant to fail. The whole first half of the movie yeah. is meant to fail. Okay, if, yeah. if you want to talk about this, like, we were talking about this Telugu movie, Darling, before. The first half of this movie is like the first half of Darling, because none of it actually matters once you get to the second half. No, but he had to fail for the second half. To he happen. had to fail, but that's like the last 20 minutes of this first half. Everything else doesn't really matter. Well, I mean, doesn't he... Okay, so in the first half... Well, no, but in the first half... Okay, so you're saying everything... So going from Alfred... To uh, whatever this fucking Indian auntie's called. Dimple Kapadia. Dimple, all right. Dimple. So Kapadia, so from Alfred to Kapadia, there is nothing that he gains there. Are you saying that? There is. There's nothing that he gains. There's nothing that he gains. Yeah. Okay. But by having Alfred, I thought, I thought by having Alfred there, essentially he's getting in touch with British intelligence, who then allow him to meet Robert Pattinson. You can rewrite that in, in some way. Okay. But it, uh, let's say he goes. From um, Fleur Delacour saying that, oh, i got to meet British intelligence, go straight to Robert Pattinson. Then it doesn't seem like... Because my understanding is that Alfred is connected with that that team that is assembled is part of, like, British intelligence that was made... Was influenced by him in the past, right? But therefore... You could rewrite it so that instead of meeting the chick, he meets Alfred instead, though. Uh, okay, so, instead of meeting Fleur, he meets Alfred. But then he would have to be part of American intelligence. Yes, Fleur... American, yeah, American, like, well, the guy tells him at the start to find out about it and he goes back. Pretty sure he goes back to America, right? To, like, his own base, but then has to, like, get to this secret area of this intelligence department and then tell her that he knows Tenet, gets in. I don't think right? it's that important that he needs to, you need to have a differentiation between American intelligence and then he needs to go meet British intelligence. Why not? I don't think. It doesn't add anything to the story. Well, so it's then a, the, it's just supposed to be like random intelligence no, departments? Essentially, he's just meant to meet Robert. He needs to go meet Robert Patterson. It doesn't matter about American intelligence. But British no, intelligence, but you're saying, that, you're saying that now, having known that it was fake <laughs> that he met Robert I don't care if it's fucking Afghanistan intelligence. <laughs> but I think, we're, I think you're judging it retrospectively because you know that that wasn't important. That is like a flag. Oh, that's important because he met Robert Pattinson. But... If you were to just go along with this guy, he needs to go through certain trials. If you cut the fat for anything, sure, it is fine. But I, do- I don't see it being that like useless. I, I feel like I, en- I enjoyed and I think Christopher Nolan was trying to get across the fact that this guy has to go through some trials, even if they are useless. But he's not dedicating like the whole story to useless trials. I understand that. Yeah. And uh, that's what happens. There might- I mean, like, yeah. yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think we're fundamentally... 
I think we're essentially we're understanding the same thing. Yeah. But you're you saying you can cut the I fat. I feel like I, I think there I is an effect the of having the fat. Yeah, fat yeah. is nice. Yeah, <laughs> we both think there's fat in this movie. Yeah, it's just whether whether the fat adds anything. In, in my opinion, they should cut the fat. In your opinion, they should keep the fat. It's basically. HDL, not LDL. It's better for your health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the the trials that he goes through, I understand he it might have been more effective if I just feel like the protagonist is very emotionless as well. Like, yeah, if there he was, does, he if, does just like yeah. he does just fucking like just get through things. Yeah. So like, if there yeah. was a little bit more emotion and he, you know, he actually felt like he was going through trials, I think there was a bit yeah. of a. But also, I mean, they start off with like they haven't introduced. They yeah. don't just don't have because like they don't sh- have a personal story for this guy. Yeah, but they show him the concept of tenet. Like Floor shows him this stuff, right? It's not like that stuff's pretty amazing. Like what he just saw. Yeah, yeah. he's he's just there's no emotion. He's just like, oh yeah, it's, this is this is happening. Like he's not amazed yeah. or anything. I also yeah. like yeah. I think there was. <laughs> I don't think there's much emotion. I mean, even yeah, maybe that's the thing. If even the chick, more, if you could connect more to it uh, emotionally, if you could connect to him more mo- emotionally. Then you wouldn't mind yeah. him going through yeah. all this stuff. I mean, but even parallel- the Aussie chick, even the Aussie chick, I, 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 I didn't did, buy I did, the fact that nah, I didn't buy that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A parallel to this is Inception when Ellen Page goes into a dream and she's amazed, like at everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a parallel. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of movies like Inception and Interstellar, they have much more like personal. Um, yeah, journeys you don't, and you, stuff. you don't buy the ship with the uh, like you said, Elizabeth Debicki and. I only buy the fact that he's trying to. Initially, he was trying to use her to get to this guy. Yeah, I don't buy but the do fact. Do you that, buy the fact that like they have some connection or like no, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah? I, yeah, I didn't buy the fact that he's like I have to save her now. No, yeah. There's yeah. no point in this movie where he goes from I'm just going to use you to get to your husband to I need to save you now. There's there's no yeah. there's nothing so this, th- to bridge that gap. I guess so you could take out that 20 minutes. No, no, no but I with think what they could have and then added <laughs> some extra extra emotional investment to make that bridge work better. Would you would you agree that that would have worked okay, better? But, yeah, sure. But I think there was a concept now it's going to be I mean fuck. I mean this movie is confusing but I if you get rid of Dimple Kapadia, you got to get rid of the ending scene, you got to get rid of another scene in there, which I and I'm like thinking about it I can't explain it now, but I'm pretty sure Christopher Nolan. I mean, he doesn't put people in there for no reason, so I need to. I can't think of. I think you why can condense, she was, you can what condense she a said. couple characters into one character in this movie, maybe, and then cut the fat a little bit, and then br- uh, add a bit more emotional depth into it for 20 minutes or so to make that connection stronger between yeah. the two main characters. No, I think that's. Uh, to be honest, they can have all the characters they want, but it, as long as they had some emotional depth. I would have gone yeah. with it. Or I would have gone with look, it. Look, keep everything in yeah. it. Just add twenty minutes extra of emotional depth. You yeah. can do that as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. You yeah. could, if yeah. you like the fact, I think this you movie keep does. That. I think yeah. this movie does lack in emotional depth. Yeah, I think Christopher Nolan thought he could just run away with, like, you getting caught up with the protagonist, just yeah. doing things. But then, like, there's points where you're like, ah, oh, well, fucking let this and, bitch die. Okay, and along <laughs> let with her that, fucking die. I think Christopher Nolan thinks reversing things and having things go forward in time. I know it was really complex what they did and how they filmed it. Yeah. I think it's not watching it visually, it's not that amazing. Yeah, so I've got yeah. some trivia on this so we can yeah. t- take a bit of a break. So basically they um all the scenes, all the backwards forward scenes, that they're, they're not actually they didn't film them forwards and then just reverse them. They actually made them do it backwards essentially. So it's oh, okay. it's not like they Filmed Wait, which it. one? Like the running and all that? Yeah. So it's not like they filmed it. What do you mean it. you... What, those people... They acted in backwards. They actually acted backwards? 
uh, for authenticity. Like, this is what Nolan does, right? He, he's not so into... So, there's people acting yeah. forwards and people acting backwards oh, yeah. in the same scene. I mean, yeah. But watching people, get it. Watching people... Have you actually seen people run backwards? It looks fucking retarded. Yeah. So, that, I think that's also why he chose to do it. But yeah. do you think that's... that? visually amazing to look at like it's like oh fuck they they made them go backwards that's amazing no i think um i think just the fact that when you have people like involved in action that's going forwards and then you can also see in the foreground or background that things are going backwards that's cool but i didn't think I it was that amazing though i don't, I don't, think, I don't it's think it's like I groundbreaking uh, i don't think yeah. it's yeah i don't think it's and i think that's what Nol- but- i thought that's what nolan was banking on he's like Look, this movie he, doesn't have the emotional depth, but people will be amazed by looking at these backwards and forwards shit that will carry them through it. As the car's all- going backwards. I think that was cool. I thought that was but fucking cool. Look, like, that makes you... Sh- doesn't it make you shit yourself? You get, I was like, fuck, where's this You get a movie going? from 1970 and then reverse it and you get the same feeling. <laughs> no, you don't. There's no Q7s. Audi Q7. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, was, some of the action sequences were cool, but I don't think it was as cool as he probably wanted them to be. Because a lot of the scenes, as we already established, a lot of the first half, there are scenes basically there for action sequences. So there's that plane sequence, there's that reverse bungee jump sequence. There's just, yeah, they're I there mean, for action. I right? wonder why <laughs> the guy was like, oh, we need, we should use a plane. I'm like, sure. I mean, yeah. you could use a fucking massive bomb. You could use whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there's a lot of scenes that... And that's this is, sure. this is that, in Which other action yeah. scene? Other than the plane? So there's a plane scene. There's and that, then there's the final scene. There's a reverse bungee jump yep. scene, which is not a long... It's not and the car scene. chase scene. Wait, the, the reverse bungee jump scene? That's the India one. That's the India that's, one. I don't think that's actually reverse. I initially no, no, thought it, it... It's not like reverse time. No, no, I it's think. not reverse time, but it's like a... It's a constant of yeah. bungee jump, but like going upwards. Oh, yeah. 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 It's just like, yeah, yeah, reverse abseiling or some shit. I, I think he calls yeah. it like... I think he calls it bungee jumping or something. Anyway. But, yeah, bungee um, jumping just the other way. In yeah. and out. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah, he says in and out. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I just don't think that was it was as cool as they he wanted them to be. That was the only yeah. thing. Yeah. Like none of these even come close to some of the action scenes he's not in other movies. I yeah. think Christopher yeah. Nolan was actually banking on the concept of like fate. You know how like I think the coolest part is like the cool parts are like when you finally realize how things fit. Oh, she saw herself jumping off the ship. Oh, um, I thought that she, was her anyway. Though I just had oh, did you? Look, yeah. look, there's parts <laughs> yeah. of this movie. Yeah, there's yeah. parts of this movie where they have a revelation. I'm like, oh no, shit! I knew that was a revelation. Like at the end when Robert Pattinson, you see his the back of his bag, and you realize he's the guy at the start. I'm like, fuck! I, I knew that as soon as that happened. I'm like, that's a did Robert you? Pattinson, hundred percent. I'm like, who who the fuck else would it be? It's Robert Pattinson. Oh, right. I mean, I wasn't like, I didn't necessarily try and look for a twist or look for hidden characters. I was just like going with it, and so I was like, "Oh, okay, the thing again." Okay, so yeah. it's it's important, but like yeah, you're already, at but I already knew it. I already knew it by that point. It's yeah, like, it's why true. do you why are you adding this scene to kind of over explain that? You didn't explain anything else, but you're going to over explain this. Wait, what? What do you over explain? <laughs> at that end part, he's like, when they zoom in on the on the that back wasn't of his, obvious though. It was so obvious. No, no, no the zooming. They zoom in on the back of his backpack, yeah, and then they flash back to the starting scene to show that it was him, and then they come back again. So it's like, oh, it was mate, him the, from the start. Nah, in the scope of all the action, I'm like, there's, you know, when he when that when he gets up and gets shot and saves him from the bullet, it's overexplained. People, no, like, no, but people would might have missed it. People might have missed it there. So he's it he's is kind worried, of over-explained. He's worried about people not understanding this, but, no, but he's not I worried about people concept. not understanding the other parts. So like, why is he overexplaining that? But he. Under explains everything else. It doesn't make sense to me that he 
specifically that part. He's like, oh, people won't understand this. But I think that's the best. That's the best scene in the movie. I think that was the only, actually, like the only proper scene where you're like, you kind of are like, oh shit, okay, that's a bit emotional. No, that's probably like the the only part of that that was interesting is when he says, "You're the one that hires me in the future." I don't think the rest of that's necessary. It doesn't. You don't need to explain the part where he. I did mean, the bullet at the but, start? But did that? But Robert Pattinson doesn't explain it. Yes, he does. He says specifically, "You, you, yeah, my no. story's ends here. Yeah, yeah but, yours but just Robert begins. Pattinson doesn't say that I was the one who inverted the thing. I was the one that did that. They flash back to show it. Yeah. So I mean, it's a flashback. Yeah, sure. But, but also, why? you're at the end of the movie and you're just reinforcing this point, which is, which is, I mean, this is the point when you find out that it's been him the whole time. If you if you're following the movie up till then and you don't. If if what you followed you, it up till then, no. then you understand that anyway. You don't need that over explanation. What? So you figured no, out? I'm the, happy that you figured I'm, out I'm the okay. protagonist did the whole thing before this. No, I'm, I, that's not the part I'm saying. That's not the part. But I'm that's saying. also when you find. But that's when you find out. No, 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 I'm happy. He could have just said, "Your story's beginning here. Mine finishes here. Yeah. In the future, you're the one that hires me." And then, yeah, you know, what he started else everything. Extra does he say? It flashes back to the very start of the movie <laughs> yeah. where Robert Pattinson shoots the gun and he, he sees it for the first time. Yeah, I mean, that's just like reinforcing the point. Why? People people would have forgotten. No. I, I, didn't, I couldn't even remember that I saw the fucking keychain at the start. You're kidding me, Tharun. No. You're kidding no, me. I, I disagree that he had to over-explain that part. It's not everything that's else in that this is movie. Not- everything else <laughs> in this movie is so <laughs> under-explained. But that specific part, he went back and flashed back and specifically showed it to so us. Whether, okay, so yeah. whether that's over-explained or unexplained, we'll, we'll leave that. That's pretty I much think- the anchor, though. I feel like. I think that it's was okay. Overexplaining the anchor of the movie. Look, I, I don't hate. I don't hate that he did that. I'm just like, if you you're going to explain, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're going to explain that so much, yeah. why haven't you explained other things in this movie more? No, because that's, that's the pivotal. I feel like that's the pivotal scene when he realizes that he, the Rob Panson, the whole time was supposed to save him and go die. He needs to go die now, right? That's his fate. I think we're talking about two different things, though. What? I think we're talking about two different. The I'm not ending talking about- scene, the-, the ending scene where he, where Robert Pattinson goes with the British guy, yeah, and this guy pisses off. Yeah, Jacobs pisses off. Yeah, yeah. That's when he realizes that the guy with the keychain saved him, and introduced him to Tenet, and also saved his life just then. That's the realization. Yeah, you get that from watching the movie, though. <laughs> Do, like I didn't, I didn't see that keychain the first time. The first time I watched it. I hundred percent saw the keychain. They zoom in on it and hold it for like five seconds. No, they just they, the camera is there. I remember because we watched it upstairs. It to me, yeah. yeah. Um, it was just like it just looks at it. That's it. Like it's not a huge emphasis at the start. You look at a keychain on, on a on a backpack for a bit of time. It's not just going to be there randomly. No, but also you're like it's also like he's looking at this guy because this guy just inverted a bullet and ran off. So you're like shit. Who was that? Not. Nice okay, well, I fundamentally <laughs> disagree with you on this, but let's let's move on. Yeah. No, but like, so the reason I'm saying that it's it's okay because that's the scene. It like I think that's the scene where the main protagonist realizes that his role is now to mop up everything, and he's gonna start everything again, right? No, and he's I gonna hire him. I get that, and, but you don't need all. And that. he hires this guy for him to die, and Rob Panson the whole time knew he was gonna die at this point, and so like I'd I'm happy to. I'm happy for these flashbacks to occur. I'm like, look, even if it's a, even if it is a bit of tiny bit of exposition, I'm like, that's okay in this scene. 
Yeah, I know. I we disagree. disagree. <laughs> I disagree. But I've already said my piece. I can't say anything more to cut. I've already said everything I could to say. So I think yeah. that scene. I think it was actually there to be an emotional scene. That yeah. that whole explanation. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a bit emotional. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I mean, obviously, yeah. Look, you're not. You're not like rooting. You're not crazy rooting for these guys. Yeah. But to be honest, they're the only ones that actually have like a. They like have a connection just because they're. They're always doing it together rather than actually having a connection. Yeah. I thought. I thought um, the connection was actually... The only other time where they properly connect was when Robert Pattinson saves or stops him from killing himself. You know, that's the only other time where, like, they're, like, just... You know, in the the hangar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, the only time when they interact in the middle of, like, a tense scene and, like, there's a proper interaction there. And then they kind of, like, don't really properly interact. Maybe a Not bit really. where they're going back... There, uh, there's a part where, yeah, they go back and they're like driving in the van away yeah, from the yeah. airport. There's little interaction there, but yeah, it's like minimal. Yeah, like you don't really get a feeling that these guys are like best mates or anything. It's just like yeah, yeah. And also, you always wonder. You're like, I'm surprised that, I'm surprised. I guess, you know, if if, if we run with the concept that Rob Pattinson is the the kid right at the end, mm. I guess he knows that his mum's going to be okay. But also, like, as if he's not showing any stress that his mum's, like, going through an inverted bullet right now and she's freaking out. I guess he knows she'll be okay, so maybe that's why. Yeah. It is also, it also raises, like, the question of, like, well, what happens if Rob Panson just decides to do nothing right then? Yeah. I mean, things should work out technically, right? Well, he, he <laughs> says what's, could, what's happened happens. Yeah, that's what yeah. he says, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's he, the whole concept. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what backs up the concept of him not being told anything. I think that's why they run with the concept of this the protagonist like going into this really not knowing anything like he's just looking for it because if he gets told too much he'll find out what he'll find out too much about himself in the future but i i which I'm, is like, I'm happy with that as well i i think we mm. both agree on most of this yeah yeah but there's just fundamental things that i think don't need yeah. to be in this movie and you're happy for them to yeah. be in this movie yeah it's like it's good it's the fat yeah <laughs> <laughs> what other what other scenes do you reckon are like um shit I think Aaron Taylor Johnson's character is probably unnecessary in this movie, and it could have just been Robert Pattinson's character. What does he add to this movie? Wait, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, the um, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he yeah. adds a bit of exposition. Quicksilver. He adds a bit of exposition, which Robert Pattinson could have given. But maybe his character couldn't have been in that position to do it, based on what we. I mean, just you need discussed. to be. Yeah, yeah, you need to be like a. You need yeah. to be essentially like. What, what is this guy? He's like a colonel of like this task force or whatever. Yeah, why couldn't Robert Panzer be the colonel? Because he's a he's a spy. He's a and and yeah. Rob Pat, you're introduced to this colonel guy kind of as like this other team that comes and helps out with the pincer movement at this yeah. other point why in time. Could it, why couldn't um, Robert Panzer be the colonel? Well, man, you're giving like this this character that he meets at this Indian place essentially a lot of power. Like yeah, he's the main character nah, in this movie. No, no, no. But like, that's like saying, like your reaction if that actually happened, your reaction would be, oh, so Robert Pattinson just has a fucking army now, does he? Like that would be the reaction. Yeah, but he essentially does have an army because he calls in these guys to help him, and then he works with them. He works yeah, with that if team. If he works with them, then why can't he just head off the so, team? But that's very different to him being the head, like the bloody general of that thing. You I know? think the Robert Pattinson's character is meant to be this mysterious character so i don't think you're meant to have too much background knowledge about him and it'll attract way too much attention as well that 
Like, oh yeah, you just meet this random guy. Oh shit, he's got this but whole it inverted. Just ends and- up being a random guy. Like, he just comes in and you're like, who the fuck? That's is this why guy? Alfred's there. It's it's no Alfred's no not team. Robert Pattinson, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, he just comes Alfred- out of the blue, out of nowhere. Yeah, Alfred sent him. <laughs> and, just, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, why did this guy? Why is uh, this guy in this movie? And he's he's in he's in the movie for like maybe two important scenes, and that's basically it. I think it's yeah. not necessary, in my opinion. I yeah, think you, yeah. yeah. No, I think there's there's a lot of there's stuff that can be removed from this movie. Uh, but there's just, always like characters, right? Don't, don't you see like in other movies, there's always like a character that you can say is futile. Another character could have taken that role, but that's how the story is written, and it doesn't. It's not like they've like emphasized it that much, so much so that you're like, oh, what the fuck was this guy doing the whole time? You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like. These characters are emphasized so much so that it feels like there, were, there was no payoff. I was like, these guys are introduced. I mean, I can think of They're like- They're just side characters. They're yeah, not I'm like, just yeah. thinking of like, you know, like if you were to think of Harry Potter, there are a lot of things that happen in Harry Potter that you can argue that the main characters could have done, but also it also adds to the fact that not everything is done by these main characters, you know? I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking of Harry Potter just because it's such a big storyline with such a big ending, mm. but- you know, like also, I think other having other characters that just influence things also gives you a sense of you're you're not in control. Like there's a lot of external factors that are adding to the combination of what's happening. I mean, you know, once again, it's a moot point ultimately. I think it's the um, fact that this is a Christopher Nolan movie, and just based on previous movies, yeah, and you know his high standards. Maybe that's what we we're expecting. Uh, like, sure, even side characters. I don't think have this movie importance. is up to yeah. the same standard. I yeah. mean. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I don't think this movie is up to the same standard. Essentially, from what you're saying is that you're not emotionally invested in this character. That's right, yeah. You just need yeah. to... It's like the flow that needs to get you. And but that's yeah. the thing, because there's... If if you had the emotional investment in this character, yeah. then I don't care if there's lots of fat in this movie. But I, there's th- characters I think this movie that, would have worked if there was emotional investment. I think this... I think it, it would have worked as well. It would have worked. Exactly. Yeah. But why do you put time into these other characters when you don't put time into the main character? When you could have used that time that you have with these other characters to put time no, into I think this the main time, character. I, I think the time he had with the main character he didn't use properly either. Yeah, he, he has but a lot he, of time with he, the main character, but he just, there's no. Yeah, but with he it. had yeah. this extra time as well that he could have used. But he could have. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you say that all the points with the main character had to be the way it was, then that's fine. Yeah. You mm. could have had extra parts to basically, yeah, yeah make this movie better, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree. This movie could have been better. I still just, I just still reckon it's a pretty good movie by itself. I, I don't think by not having, I think the there's still enough elements in this movie and like the concept of this movie that I think it's still a good movie. So, I think the concept's cool and I think there's a couple of cool things in it, but there's nothing in this movie that makes me want to revisit it. There's nothing in this movie that I'm like, oh, that was, I was really I invested in that. I want to revisit it. I would watch no. it again. Would you watch it again? No. Really. I wanted to keep watching it when I was watching it the other day. For me, it's it's different because I I you, want to watch it again. again. I want to watch it again, but I when I start watching, it, it's just such a chore. It's just like, really yeah. It's mm. it's like it's just hard to get into it. Like well, the re- third time or the second time it was I, a chore. I've still watched it. The second time it was a chore. Like because I was and I was trying to really concentrate the second time as well. Really, I, what? I just there's no um, there's no enjoyment in it. I just feel like it's a bit grim and. There's just no enjoyment in it, and the action sequences—they're not that spectacular. There's not, yeah, there's, true. Yeah, there's nothing that you you want to go back and like 
watch it again for, I feel. Unless you really want to study it and you want to understand all the different concepts, then you do it. Well, yeah, I think that's why I would want to watch it again is just to get all the, to like in my head again, get all the parts to click. Yeah, I mean... I just feel like it's a really I mean, I think that is the... To be honest, I feel like that is the satisfaction in this movie is like when just the constant realization of how things click into play is... I mean, that's really... I don't know if it was going for it, but that's, I feel like, the most satisfying part about this movie is like how all the parts click into place. It's not necessarily... uh, Definitely not the character development of the fucking protagonist. We don't even know this guy's name. Um, And I don't think it's the character development... But do you enjoy that? Like... Did you enjoy this movie but, the first time you watched it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. And but I think not just that, but I, I think, and I think that would have been wrecked for you as well because you the sound just didn't work. But I, yeah. I feel like the soundtrack definitely added to it because when I first went into the first scene, is like that, like you know that sound. It just kept and so like and it wasn't too loud, so you couldn't hear things. But it like it got you nervous straight away, and like you're already like it just encapsulated me. And like and even I was I was watching it with Bargov. And we were just like, shit, like there's a lot going on. And like, you're just like kind of captivated for a while. And I think the sound worked well enough in the way we saw it. Mm. So that that together with this kind of, you're hit with this concept that, I mean, it's not a crazy concept, but you need to adjust your mind to watching it. When Whenever there's like inversion and stuff, you need to like watch it through a filter and try and understand what's going on. That combined with the soundtrack, I thought it was an ex- a very good experience. And that's why I think, the whole time thing and the experience of the movie, I think, is what I would consider enjoyable. And also, I think that's why Dunkirk... I think half the reason why Dunkirk is so good is because of the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack makes you, like, shit your pants. Like, even right at the start, this like, all you hear is a soundtrack. It's like these guys taking a piss, doing up, like, doing up their zip and just walking and then getting shot at and, like, keep walking. And it's like the constant... That ticking or whatever Hans Zimmer does in that movie is what actually keeps you on edge rather than the scene itself, which I don't think is true of Interstellar. And I think Interstellar holds its own, like the actual cinematography and the actual scenes are what get you freaking, you know, kind of freak you out. Except for like some scenes in Interstellar where, you know, when she goes and burns her brother's farm down, the music then is like, because I rewatched it the other day, that music is actually what makes you nervous. That's the uh, organ. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. the organ. Yeah. Um, that makes you like freak out because you're like shit. It's culminating in something. There's like, like this is directing me I mean, in some way. Yeah, I mean that scene's really good because the Earth scenes fire and like stuff's going down on Earth with yeah. her, and then he's he's like dying, isn't he? He's like he's he's yeah. having that confrontation with yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah, and the whole all the yeah. concepts are the same. It's like yeah. she's saving someone from themselves. This guy is trying. Matt Damon is saying he's gonna save. Humanity, I think that was a parallel, or like he was. Yeah, he was gonna save humanity and. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, this, as I said, this movie isn't even close. I mean, it's not, I think it's still really good, but it takes a lot to, for me to rate something from eight to nine. It needs to be way better. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're on the same things as Inception and yeah. um, Thingo, but yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, <laughs> How long has it been? I'll write it. Oh, one and a half. I'll write it through some. Another uh, 45 minutes and we can match um, <laughs> we can match Mandalorian. Mandalorian review. <laughs> I'll rather through some trivia, just uh, just so we can relax a bit. Um, so, no, I want, I want, can can you can you add the soundtrack to this podcast? <laughs> to build up the tension. Yeah, the Travis Scott song. I'm actually surprised. I mean, Ludwig is um, a bit more open than Hans Zimmer is, I think, to other artists, and that's why. Because uh, you know that single that released, it, yeah, yeah, yeah it released with it was Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I mean Ludwig and Nolan was Travis saying Scott. that. So Ludwig basically suggested that they should include that that 
sound that song basically from Travis Scott and um, yeah. Chris Nolan doesn't usually. Well, who made? No, I thought. Well, who made it? Do you know who made the song? I thought Travis Scott. I thought Ludwig already made that, and then Travis Scott rapped over it and then released it as like a song. I'm not sure which order it was. I uh, doubt that the main theme was made by Travis Scott. No, no, not the main theme. But no, like that, yeah. isn't that the main theme? But they they did say that Travis Scott's voice is dispersed throughout the movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. know who who was actually. I, I'm pretty sure it was nice. Ludwig, but yeah. I'm a Travis yeah. Scott stan, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so the word tenet presumably originated from the Sator Square. This is what you were telling me yeah, about. Yeah. It's a word square containing five Latin words in a palindrome that dates back to the ruins of Pompeii. So the puzzle is a five-by-five square made up of five-letter words written in five lines. So the words are Sator, Arepo, Tenet, Opera, and Rotas. All of these words are in the movie in some in some way. So Sator is obviously the antagonist's name. Arepo was the painter's name. Yeah, that she had an affair with. Opera is the first scene. They they go. The, is that the opera? They, they yeah, they're at the opera. Yeah, is it the opera? or Is it just a performance? I think it's the opera. Okay. Tenet, obviously, is the name of the movie. And Rotaz is the organization, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I didn't notice that. Actually, I got it here. Rotaz is the name of the security company that uh, houses the painting, I think. Ah, yeah. gotcha. The hangar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in addition to performing stunts backwards, the main cast actually had to learn how to speak reverse for their, for their roles. So that is scenes when they're speaking in reverse, they're actually doing it for real. Kenneth Branagh not only learned how to speak backwards, but also had to do it with a Russian accent. John David Washington is more athletic than your average actor, but after filming relentlessly over many months, he, there were times that he couldn't get out of his bed, apparently. He did that NFL show, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was. He played NFL in the. Show. He played in the NFL. He was drafted. Yeah. Ballers was the show. He's uh, drafted in the NFL. He didn't play that rock. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that that showed show they use real NFL players, which is why he was in it. Throughout this film, the color red is used to indicate time going forward, and blue is to indicate time inversion. This is used in that last scene as well because the soldiers have. Um, yeah, the teams. The teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blue team. This is a reference to the Doppler effect by which. Bodies of light traveling away from it appear in red, and light waves are stretched outwards. Uh, bodies of light traveling towards Earth appear blue as the light waves are compressed together. During the climatic battle scene, the red team and the blue team both have 10 minutes to complete the final mission, 10 forward and 10 backwards, which makes Tenet, so maybe that's uh, also oh. a reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The ending of this podcast would just be a long sigh. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a very divisive film, obviously. There, there will yeah, be people 100%. that really like it. And I, I'm a massive fan of Christopher Nolan. Like, don't get me wrong. But this was... I, I hope for his next movie, he does something a little bit more low-key. Like, he doesn't have to go so ambitious. I think something like Prestige, which is basically a drama with a high-level concept behind it. I think he's leaning too much towards these, like, big action blockbuster sort of movies. I think he should go back to his roots and do something a little bit quieter. Yeah. Doesn't need to uh, Doesn't need to go crazy with it, I don't think. What is he... Is he, like, trying to get into physics or something? Like, what, he, he goes with a lot of these uh, physics... I think he's just now. interested in it. He, he, he yeah. has a fascination with time, yeah. but I think he's done quite a few movies where he's touched on this now. Like, there's Inception, where there's a time element. There's Interstellar, where there's a time element. There's Momento. this... This, yeah, and then Memento. Memento. And obviously... Yeah. Um, well, there's Dunkirk, no time manipulation in Memento, but... Dunkirk, he does uh, the whole yeah. thing with different time... The, oh, yeah, time dilation. Yeah. yeah. 
like one of the storylines goes over. There's like three different days or something. Different duration for each of the storylines. Yeah, one of them's one day. One of them's one hour. One of them's the one that's over days. Must the The guys on the ship. No, the land. The, the one day is the guys on the ship. The, I think it's ten days. The guys on land. Yeah, and then Tom Hardy's one hour. The one guy hour. in the the yeah. So land yes. is the longest one. Yes. Yeah, is it? Yeah, is the land longest one. Land's longest. Yeah. yeah. Ah, so they're just like stranded there. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Oh, and Kenneth is in that one, isn't it? Yeah, that was the first yeah, time he's yeah. general. Yeah, yeah. This is a completely different role. We didn't really talk about the actors, but I thought Robin Pattinson was probably the most likable. Character in this, I guess. Yeah, uh, he has a bit more of a, he has a bit more of a character. Like everyone else is a little bit too. No, I like Caparia. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Kenneth Branagh was was very menacing. He was he was pretty was good. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Look, everyone acts well in this movie. Yeah, he yeah. always gets good actors. Everyone so, yeah. everyone does yeah. well in what they're given. Yeah. There's um there's a key issue in this movie, which is um, you know when she goes back onto the boat, they all travel back, and so does Kenneth. Kenneth's yeah. travelled back onto the boat. He's clearly older than when they initially met, and yet um, they still actually She doesn't realise. Well, no, he... So, actually, what... Because he thinks she is the present, you know. She's not from the future, right? So, if he looks older, then he should expect her to realise that he's older. And they even show, like, what he looks like younger on the boat. And I'm like, like... You should know. This guy's an older version of himself. Like, or, or you should be like, did you just fucking age in like five minutes? What happened? But yeah, I mean, that's something very minor. It's like, what? <laughs> oh, there's bigger stuff than that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's bigger movie. stuff than that in this. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else we want to say? No, I think I, I, think yeah, I no. said everything. Yeah. 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 I think just like, yeah. I think the reason I just like this movie because it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable experience, but ultimately you need I the right you, sound for it. Yeah. Right? I think you need to watch it yourself to decide if you yeah. like it or not. It's going to yeah. be different depending on what kind of stuff you yeah. like. No, I still recommend you watch it, make your own opinion of it. I recommend uh, people should. I think yeah. people should watch it. I would recommend yeah. this movie. No, yeah. you should definitely yeah. watch it. But I'm yeah. not watching it with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wh- where does this rank? Give us your rankings. We've done our rankings in another oh, yeah. episode. But oh, wait, wait. So, so what yeah. is your tier list? Uh, so so what did you I say? I can't remember, but this say? would be around, What's like your you best said, one? it would be, oh, Inception's the best one. Inception's the best? Okay. Yeah. Then? I can't remember specifically. I would if, go. I would go like maybe like Dark Knight after that, and then Batman Begins. Yeah, I think we excluded those. Oh, Batman okay. Is, yeah, Inception, but, yeah. um, Interstellar. I think I had Inception, Memento. I'll probably uh, have Memento Prestige. after Interstellar. I had, in, I had yeah. Inception, Memento, Prestige, then Interstellar. Really? Yeah. I would. I if I, if I had a god tier, I'd go Inception, Interstellar, Memento. That, that would all be god tier for me. And then I'll put Prestige. Yeah. The reason I don't rate Prestige as much. Is because I saw through it. I saw the twist immediately. So the first time you watch it, did you? Did the you get the first it? time I watched okay, it? I saw okay. it immediately, and I was like, "Yeah, because wait, it's this right is right weird. in your face." <laughs> yeah, but like people you can didn't sw- see that. Yeah, yeah. but Which I didn't I was- see. I didn't see it, but it's right in your face. If yeah. you spot it, then it's impossible to not see it. But yeah. those, all of those movies it's, are like yeah, yeah. next level. The procedure is really good. Yeah, yeah, as well. Obviously, The Dark Knight. I mean, Batman, Batman Begins. Begins. begins yeah. I actually rate Begins. I used Begins in my Year Twelve English essay. In my like, as part of our concept, our our teacher encouraged us to look into the whole concept of like fear and identity and how like you utilize it and how it defines you, which is what begins is. Yeah. Batman Begins is essentially that, which is great. So like, I really rate Begins because I like look like went into that whole concept. But yeah. obviously, Dark Knight, yeah. the whole concept of anarchy. I, mean, I can't even remember a movie, that, well, at least that I know of, that really deals with trying to how do you defeat anarchy or someone who wants to go after anarchy is fucked. Yeah. 
And then what other movies are there? Insomnia. So then I'd put Tenet. So then I'd put uh, Dark Knight Rises, Tenet. Insomnia. Insomnia lower than that. (laughs) Insomnia is like I watched it. Dunkirk. 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 God tier already. God. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon Dunkirk was as good as 1917. Other people disagree. Better. A lot of people say Dunkirk's better. All my friends say Dunkirk's better. I, I, got, I got better friends than you. Better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I don't know. Then I rewatched. So I really liked 1917. I rewatched Dunkirk. And I was like, oh, shit. This is bloody hard. It's a bloody hard decision for me. But I think they're equally as good as each other. My bottom three would be Tenet, Insomnia, and Following. So, oh, yeah. So okay. I haven't seen them. All, all seen of them following. will be. All of the other ones are higher than Like them. shit? Oh, no. Or no, just no like, they'll still be good. Like yeah, they're, they're, they're still yeah. decent. They're not... Yeah. Has he made a shit, shit movie? Yeah. No. Nah. nah, they're not shit movies. Following's, just, yeah. following's good. Like it's um it's a one hour movie. It's very oh, yeah. low budget, but it's still good. It's still yeah. better than a lot of movies. All right. I guess we'll we'll leave it at that. I think we're all this movie makes you tired, I think. Just it's thinking good. about it. No wonder that guy couldn't get out of his bed. He's <laughs> <laughs> bloody acting in it. Uh, I, one thing I didn't mention is so the actors had to go into a locked room to read the script for this movie and they could only read the parts that they're in. So they yeah. didn't actually know the full story either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's um, that's what they didn't they do that for the Avengers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I'm um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. They did table reads for Game of Thrones. I don't think they separated that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, didn't make a they should have. They should have. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, and like because I feel like a lot of the if you've watched the table read for like the final um. Yeah, episode or Varys, whatever. Varys is so unhappy. Yeah, and like, and Amelia Clark and um, what's it, Kit Harrington are like, they can't show disappointment to the writers, directors, and everyone. And when like they're giving all the credit to fucking Arya Stark for doing like killing off. The, am I giving away shit? No, I don't give a shit. Um, this is spoiler section anyway. Year. It's been one year. Giving credit to Arya Stark for killing off the main, the Night King. Like they they couldn't show their disappointment, even though. She definitely should not have done that shit. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If people have questions for us on Game of Thrones or uh, or Tenet, how do they get in contact So with they us? can uh, contact us at Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com or on all other platforms at Cognitive Recalibration. Yep. And if you want to support the podcast, please give us a good review on iTunes or Spotify. And uh, there are two other mechanisms where you can support us. One is via our Amazon affiliate link. So I'll link all of Christopher Nolan's filmography in the description for this episode. And also you can give a one-off donation to us via Buy Me A Coffee, which we'll use to further develop the podcast. All right. Nice, nice. If everyone, ha- if anyone has a steelbook of the last season of Game of Thrones, can you please give it to me so I can burn it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, thanks, Karidi, for joining us again. No um, worries, thank man. you. I had no choice. You came to my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, basically, we forced you into it. We invaded your house, locked you in a room, and made you record a podcast. My with dog us. has been crying ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks everyone for listening to this episode, and hope you're all staying safe. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.